Today's elementary advent calendar door opens onto the warm sights, sounds, and smells of a family gathered around the table to enjoy a very special feast held especially on Christmas Eve. This is a tradition that embraces the past, the present, and the future. As We Eat is excited to present you with the 2021 elementary advent calendar. A tasty countdown to 2022, full of mini-episodes highlighting holiday food traditions and memories from all over the world. We don't want you to miss any treats, so be sure to tune in daily from December 1st to December 26th. Thank you for joining me today as I chat with a very special guest, Andrew Scrivani, who is a New York Times food photographer, educator, author, film producer, and a really articulate guy. Andrew and I got together recently to talk about his Italian-American family's Sicilian-style take on the Feast of Seven Fishes, what it is, why it matters, and how Andrew incorporates this tradition into his life now. It's an Italian-American tradition. It's also been called the Vigil. And the Seven has magical qualities and very symbolic meanings in the Bible. And Roman Catholics have a tradition of not eating meat on holy days. Now they consider Fridays, they would be meatless. That was a tradition that was handed down through generations where you would eat fish on Fridays, or maybe you would have a meatless meal on Fridays. Some of that was economic, but it was also rooted in the religious beliefs. And of course, that extends to the major holidays. The idea of the seven fishes is obviously the symbolic nature of the number seven, but also the idea that we're not going to eat meat on a holy day. It would be ideal for the seven course meal of different fish to be seven different kinds of fish. Mm -hmm. It might be different variations on a theme. So it might be a couple of different fish and it was served several different ways. On Christmas Eve, prior to midnight, meatless. And it became a tradition, particularly an Italian-American tradition, I think that got started in the 1900s when a lot of Southern Italians had come to the U.S. And of course, being Sicilian, we are as Southern as Southern can be. I grew up in Staten Island, which I think has the highest percentage of people with Italian heritage anywhere other than Italy. It was a pretty Italian place. When my grandparents were still alive, we would have these big family meals, both weekly and of course, during the holidays. And Christmas Eve was a particularly big one. And we would do the seven fishes and different aunts would bring different things. So I remember my Aunt Chickie, of course, every Italian American has an Aunt Chickie. My Aunt Chickie would make the frutta de mar, which is the seafood salad. And it was just amazing. Like I still have never had it anywhere that is quite the same. And I'm sure that's part nostalgia, but also part skill. The fruit de mar was something that almost in and of itself was seven fishes, right? There was scongili and shrimp and calamari. That was one that always stuck out in my mind. My mother was always in charge of the baked clams. She would make the clams oreganata with the breadcrumb and the garlic. And that was her thing. There was also linguine with calamari and it would change from, from year to year which dishes would get made. But ultimately, it was this big seafood feast. So at my buddy's house, who's first-generation uh, Italian-American, his family would always do different foods. So there was always like lobster and langoustine. So it was a little bit more elevated. Whenever I would spend Christmas with his family at times or drift over there after we'd done gorging ourselves at my family's house, 
then there would be lobsters and different aspects of the, the seven fishes tradition there. So, you know, you get the flavor as you move around the borough. That tradition in and of itself brings back a lot of memories. And I've resurrected it a, a few different times during the holidays. I would do a seven fishes or maybe it was only five, but definitely seafood meal on, on Christmas Eve. Your theory of Italian by proximity applies to a lot of people I grew up around too. So if you grew up on Staten Island, you're almost Italian by default, regardless of what your culture was. How many people in your childhood did Feast of the Seven Fishes? Everyone in my family, for sure. And then, mm -hmm. of course, my best friend growing up, his family was even more Italian than my family because they had been here only since like the 70s, where my family had been around for a long time. You know, So like the traditions in his household and they were also Southern mm -hmm. Italian, but not Sicilian. So they were slightly different, you know? So they celebrated it as well, but in a different way. When I was in Italy, depending on what fish market you went to and what part of the country, you got different fish. So that tradition might look different in different parts of the country as well. I love this idea of this expandable, growing, living, organic tradition. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that a lot of these things are being unearthed by podcasts like yours and the idea that we're more interested now in the cultures and where the foods come from, and hopefully to celebrate where certain kinds of foods come from rather than appropriating you know, them for ourselves. You can't just celebrate the food and ignore the people, right? You can't celebrate the food and ignore the culture. I am thinking about doing seafood again. I live at the ocean now. So I think that my plan would definitely be to bring the seven fishes to life again this year. Part of embracing our multiculturalism at home with my Korean wife and family is that we're going to do sushi at the beginning of the meal and then progress into the hot foods as we go. It's going to be great. As we draw closer to the conclusion of our first elementary advent calendar, this conversation with Andrew, for me, really illustrates a major thesis of As We Eat. That is, when we examine not only our own traditions, especially at the holidays, but those of other cultures as well, we find commonality in our humanity. We make room at the table for others. We try new flavors that are wrapped around familiar memories. And we find out that maybe, at the end of the day, we all eat the same after all. Have a happy Christmas, friends. However you choose to celebrate today, I wish you peace, joy, and love. Mm. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for a very special audio present behind our 25th elementary advent calendar door. It is a sweet story about a truly famous holiday cake. If you find yourself hungry for a larger portion of how food connects, defines, and inspires, be sure to subscribe to As We Eat wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We also publish the As We Eat journal on Substack. We would be honored if you would support us by becoming a subscriber at asweeat.substack.com. Happy holidays from Leigh and Cam. There, too. 